Chub Creek 177. Way back when, when we didn't have to think, come on in, don't be a dick. The boys on the farm didn't mean any harm. On the banks of Chub Creek. Chub Creek. Well, as you can probably tell, I'm uh, standing in a marsh area. Really cool sounds of all the frogs. I really wish I uh, had thought to bring the kids here. It's a bit of a long drive though. I'm at, I'm at Long Point and uh, I'm wearing my binaural mics just so you can hear it a little better. It's not windy right now, so it's letting me get away with it. Anyway, I've managed to... It's hard to find anywhere to go because there's so many houses you can't even see the beach. And it, it's just like a big, amazing, long, flat sand spit poking out into the lake. What is it? Lake Erie? And, uh, you know, if you can get past all the houses and the government claptrap, red tape conservation areas are blocked off everything's you know closed because it's so seasonal but you know I'm in a paved road right now it's not like doing any harm anyway I can think I can see some finally some water anyway I'll not sure if I'll actually do a Chub Creek. The kids left last Sunday. It's been a week. What a great week with them. I hope you enjoyed the, whoa, black flies everywhere. The Mary cast. I thought it was so charming. <laughs> and her voice sounds so grown up. She's 13 and be 14 in July. Anyway, I will catch up with you a little bit in a sec. <laughs> Just a really enthusiastic frog there. So it's a bit frustrating coming down here because it takes an hour and a half to get here, actually almost two hours. And <clears throat> this time they blockaded most of the trail that I usually take, which is just overlooking a big marsh. And so I decided, I'd, I talked to an old guy who was a birder, and uh, he told me there's so many places to discover here. And he, I said, well, where? It's really not, it's, when you're in your car, it's impossible to see where the trails are. And he said, yeah, you got to know where they are. And he tried to explain where I can buy a $25 book <laughs> from someplace, the tagging station here. Anyway, I think I'll have to just slowly learn where to go. So I... I'm in the park right now. The place is closed, but uh, I noticed like five cars parked outside on the outside the property, and I just see that a lot on where there are trails. And I've been walking on the road, paved road, through the trail, through the park for half an hour now, and I still see nothing. 
So I'm barely at the, I'm seeing a playground right now. And it's like, oh, that's not what I came here to see. So I don't know. I'm just hoping this whole trip isn't a wash. It says no excessive noise at any time. I guess that's for the birds. There are, the old guy told me there are over 40 species of warblers alone that come here. It's one of the most uh, amazing places to see migratory birds. He tells me I gotta come back between May 6th and May 12th, I think he said. Mid-May anyway, to see the most uh, migratory birds that arrive. They all arrive like you know, they're on vacation or something. But one thing I wanted to see while I was out here is just a really clear view of the expanse of the sand spit, and I haven't been able to find it yet. So frustrated. Anyway. Finally, the uh, road started to curve back, and uh, there's a trail heading out into the tall grass here. And there's signs along the way, <laughs> all along the way that say, caution, ticks that carry Lyme disease are found at Long Point. I'm thinking, caution? What? What, what do I do? And uh, there's a sign earlier on that said, wear light colored clothing. And I'm wearing dark navy blue shirt. <laughs> so that's not good. Ticks. Um, I just read Avril Lavigne was diagnosed with Lyme disease. She thought she was dying. She didn't know what was wrong with her. Unable to, uh, wow, what is that red bird? It's not a cardinal. It's like, what is that? It's orangish. No idea. Let's see if I can put this down so I can be more free. Am I recording? Yes, it might be a cardinal, just a funny rusty one. Two of them. Man, they're in the, in the twigs here and they're just invisible. see you at all now. They must just jump down into the floor and hide underneath. Well, that was neat. The landscape here is just rolling hills of what looks like tall grass, but um, if I could just see over these really tall, when I say tall grass, I mean like 10 foot tall grass. If I could see over it, I would see the flattest, coolest water almost at the same level I'm walking at. I just, that's what I'm trying to see. Oh, wind. <laughs> finally reached some water. It's, uh, it's a pretty little marsh area, but I can't see very far. What's funny is it sounds like I'm surrounded by the creature from The Ring, or whatever that movie was. Or was it The Scream? Didn't it sound just like that? The scary girl from the drain 
with a white face. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> if this was midnight and it was making that sound, I bet you'd be terrified. I'd be terrified. It's cool though. No, the only neat thing is I came upon a couple of ducks, those kind of funny, I don't remember the name. They're white and black. It's kind of an elaborate head thing. And there's shotgun shells galore right here. All kinds of empty sh spent shotgun shells. Oh, getting windy again. thing about this place is it's really hot right now it's um, late mid-April and feels like 25 30 degrees 25 degrees and I think whether the wind is still and then I walk to a different part of this place and I feel breeze coming from a different direction and it's 10 15 degrees cooler like wind coming out of the fridge that's what I'm feeling right now and I think it's because the wind is blowing over top of the lake, coming from a different direction. And I've never felt such dramatic temperature dip before. Pretty neat. I found it. Now I know why it's so cool here. I'm looking at a huge beach at Long Point. I've never seen this beach before. And there's ice. Uh, for the first hundred meters, and then it's clear ocean, or lake. And it's the ice that's cooling the air as it blows over it. Isn't that amazing? That's why it feels like a fridge here. It's a really hot day and the air coming from that direction is chilling the air 20 degrees, 15 at least. That's so cool. Well, this is worth the trip. This is a campsite. This would be a cool place to camp, except for the Lyme disease. It's a campsite, it's right on the beach. And, and, and it looks like Florida. <laughs> Pretty neat. Well, I'm glad I came. I'm gonna take some pictures. It's actually pretty weird. I'm standing on a beach. What are those guys? They got black heads, they look like pointy seagulls. They're really pretty. I could have caught pictures. I'm on a beach that stretches for three miles in either direction of me. And not one single soul on it. I've never experienced this before. Because the park's closed and I'm just before the season. And in, in, uh, I said that in March. Or May. April. <laughs> and this is just really neat. This is a neat experience. This is one of those experiences that you remember forever. It's just so weird. I'm on a beach filled with like little dirty icebergs <laughs> with, uh, and the lakes here, of course, in, in Ontario go on. They look like the ocean, right? I can hear some kind of machinery off in the distance. Wow. It's hard, it's hard to explain it. But I'll, I took some cool pictures. Maybe I'll put them on the website so it makes sense.
and the air is really still, which is lucky because I'm still wearing these uh, binaural mics with no wind uh, protector on them. <clears throat> the marshes are kind of awash. There's no, no pun intended, there's no turtles, no snakes, very few birds. I saw one blue heron and some of those things with the black heads. Uh, actually, one of those guys was hovering over some water and let me take some amazing, hopefully I got them in focus, uh, kind of hover shots of this bird in like full frame this long lens so hopefully those turn out I don't like beach so this became a crowded horrible crowded beach I hate beach scenes you know but uh, having a beach to yourself is pretty cool I have to say it's kind of like a dystopian novel <laughs> anyway I'm going to take some Instagrams I think back in a sec
Two weeks later, I'm just standing in this very pristine uh, little swamp at uh, where am I? Um, Silver something falls. What the heck is it called? Forget. <laughs> Who cares, right? There's a little froggy here to my right. I'm trying to see him, but I don't see him. Uh, I'm just testing these. I have my binaural mics on again, but I have uh, foamies on them. And I'm not sure if they're working, but I thought this would be a good test. Oh, they're starting up. You'd think you could spot them. I'm on a boardwalk that just walks over top... Uh, and it does a little D-shape across the pond just for a lookout. It's very nice. And you should... And so I'm looking down on the area where they're making noise. I do not see you. You'll just be eyes peeking out. So it's finally spring beautiful day. It's 23 degrees, I think. I brought my ice water. It's literally ice. Uh, I, I put my water container in the fridge and or in the freezer and let it freeze and I just carry that with me and it uh, slowly thaws and it makes for the best, I've told you this, the most refreshing uh, drinky poo. Feeling pretty rough yesterday. I don't know why. I I think I didn't. You know, sometimes you just don't sleep well and you don't realize it. I think I just had a crappy sleep because I planned to come out here yesterday and uh, I got all ready and I was kind of taking my time. But by the time I had breakfast and the combination of scrambled eggs on toast and kind of feeling sleepy. And I just felt kind of crappy, like not, I don't know what, like just dizzy and not, not well. And, uh, I just thought, oh, I'll just have a nap. <laughs> and so I napped and I napped for five hours. That's cool. I think I might record some of this just with a different setup to see uh, if the foamies work better than the furry that I have over top when I use my regular recording. Oh, there I saw you jump. You can get your picture. See, that's probably too windy. So we'll test that. Talk to you in a sec. So here we are with the regular furry. So is this better? Or worse. If there's not a lot of stereo difference, I should probably just not bother using those binaural mics. They just seem so cool, though. I, and sometimes I remember I recorded. Uh, my uncle had a concert, uh, I had a concert 
he, he had abandoned his backyard, and uh, I walked around with these spinal mics. I'll play you a bit, but actually, it sounded amazing. sounded so good it was like you were there and uh, it was a similar binaural mic setup and there was no wind so oh am I still recording with the set no I'm not so when you listen to the headphones does this sound wider more stereoscopic or whatever than and quieter because of the wind the wind's about mm, the wind's calmer now but And now it's completely silent. It's nothing like being out in the bush in complete silence. It's just, you, when you live in the city, there's just no comparison. It's just otherworldly. So neat. Yeah. Anyway, um, let me just maybe turn this down. I'm going to plug back in. We'll plug my other thing back in.
So I uh, wind picks up as soon as I start. So did I tell you I went just because it, I, I do this blog for for mostly for my creatives at work to try to find stuff to inspire them. And always I come across these amazing things like, you know, one guy did a painting. He painted the, the um, I don't even know how he did it. So imagine uh, a grid of pixels uh, that makes up a picture of like a face. And then imagine each of those pixels is a screw. So a screw head, screwed in deeper or not deep. And then imagine, that each of those heads of the screws, Phillips screws, are painted with uh, that pixel's color. So, you know, probably heavily computer assisted, but uh, striking and, you know, cool. And I come across a lot of just, just beautiful paintings in general. I especially love urban streetscapes. You know, they're just so, I don't know, moody or something. And, uh, so, you know, I, I've been threatening to get back into oil painting. I'll tell you, when I was very young, I, I've always been able to sketch and draw, and I had pencil crayons growing up, but I never learned how to do anything properly. Um, I do remember my parents uh, actually hired a, an art teacher who I didn't like. <laughs> I don't remember why, but he did kind of, you know, sometimes all you need is a little seed of an idea. And that seed grows into other knowledge just because of, of that clue. Well, he gave me a clue on how to draw eyes properly. And and I do remember a eureka moment where, like, oh, that's, that's what you do. You know, to get the shading and the specular highlights. And I, I don't think I ever got really good at drawing, sketching faces or people or eyes or... Um, but I knew that if I applied myself, I could. Well, that kind of just hap kept happening off and on. But then I remember when I was 16 years old, my mom and dad will laugh at this. I was sitting at the kitchen table in Barrie, looking at a, a Time magazine or Newsweek magazine, and there was a picture of a model. Her name is Carol Alt. And I look her up. She's still... Uh, she's probably in her 50s now. She's beautiful still. And, uh, but she was, you know, she was in her teens, in her, in her, uh, physical highlight perfection. And I just was taken with this, just the way her face looked. Maybe I can find the actual photo. It's possible. Um, and even though I, I had never really painted anything before, somehow I decided I wanted to paint her portrait. And I didn't have a surface to paint it on, but I thought, hey, I want to paint this on my door of my bedroom. And I don't remember how, but I got a hold of some paints. Maybe I already had them. And I painted her picture on my bedroom wall. I spent, you know, several days at it. And I got the proportions wrong. I didn't really look exactly like her, but it was a hottie with probably... And I'm sure I made the, you know, the, the, <laughs> the voluptuousness of her figure greater than it needed to be. Um, I don't remember it clearly, and I wish I had a photograph of it. I don't. Um, but it just kind of became... I was amazed that I was better at it than I thought I would be. You know, that that was kind of... Um, 
uh, that became a common theme throughout my early life is uh, realizing that, oh, there's this kind of built-in skill that I have that if I applied myself, I could really do well. And, you know, and I did spend a lot of years trying to capitalize on that. Painting, uh, paintings, uh, none that I wanted to keep. I'd give them away. Or um, wall murals that I'd make a little money at. Not, not a lot of money. I did fairly well at that for somebody who was doing it all on my own. But again, not enough to really make a living on. I did that for five or six years. But never, and I've always known all through all that time that if I really applied myself, and if I was patient and just stop, I'm probably ADD, if I would just settle down and do one thing and take my time and, you know, do it properly, don't rush it and don't hurry, try to be... I could probably do some remarkable work. And I know this. I know that I I could. It's kind of just a combination of the subject matter. And my dad has the same thing. My dad is an incredibly talented artist. And in fact, one of my earliest, earliest art memories um, is of being five years old or less and looking at my bedroom wall. Maybe this is a connection, actually, (laughs) because my dad painted murals of these... World War II aircraft like Spitfire and Corsairs on my bedroom wall in beautiful detail in beautiful like art book uh, you know like you just picture it being an illustrated book of planes it was that good and I remember also he uh, used to like to draw cards but he never you know that was not something that he launched upon as a career he just has that skill he, he developed it but you know those things are to a large degree built in and it's the same with his family. Um, and it's the same in my family. And um, my kids have this built-in ability that, you know, they've, they've worked at. But uh, I think, I used to think the opposite, that uh, skills are just, you know, honed and you, you can have, you have to work to get the skill. And it's true, but you do have to have a certain predisposition for, you know, for example, my, my son will... He can look at a face and then draw it in pretty near perfect perf- perspective and and uh, um, the placement of the features is, is recognizable. I, can, I never do. I don't have that skill. I think that's a built-in skill that I would have to hone and learn to really get to really learn how to do. You know, I can get maybe 50% of the way there. <laughs> he can get 90% of the way there. Um, so anyway, all this is long-windedly to say that I was have been inspired and more and more inspired lately and uh, so I went to Michael's and I thought okay I'll get some oil paints because I always used to use uh, acrylics which dry really quickly and it's annoying if you want to remix and work the paint which is kind of a lovely thing and uh, you know I, 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 I decided not to buy just red blue and yellow which is what I used to do which is kind of a stupid thing to do you should take advantage of them um the colors that they mix from different materials, like cobalt blue's got cobalt in it, you know. And you can't mix that. So I bought a whole bunch of colors, colors I thought would be really fun to work with, and uh, some brushes and a palette and some canvases. And I walked out of there having spent $450. <laughs> I even bought a tub, like a, a Tupperware tub to put it all in. Anyway, and I haven't painted a damn thing yet, so I'm hoping to be inspired to move on that soon, because uh, I 
there's no feeling like it when you when you make something beautiful you know and then painting is one of the most incredible ways to do that yeah so anyway i'm gonna head up this hill now and i'll talk to you again when i'm back and not out of breath you know it really is too bad about the noise pollution of jets i was just gonna record the song of this what I'm pretty sure is a pileated woodpecker. He goes, it's a really nasty noise. But I love hearing it because I know there's one nearby and uh, so I was just hoping to record it. But no, it's like a moon launch. Some folks coming. Noiseless airplanes. It's gonna happen. Got my little. I just tried to take a drink, and the damn thing's still frozen solid. But, uh, but it's keeping my sa I brought a sandwich this time, which is something I always kick myself about when I'm out somewhere beautiful and I see a nice place I could sit, enjoy a beverage, and a bite to eat, and I never have it. And now I have it, so that's a nice thing. Salmon salad. Hopefully that doesn't bring the bears running. <laughs> Did you see online? I don't know, I'm gonna put a link. <clears throat> There's this woman. Oh, and this got Roger from Whitehorse uh, so upset. <laughs> Um, there's this woman, I don't know, it's New Jersey area or something, suburban area, and they get bears, and she's got this black bear, I think it's in her yard, or maybe it's in the bush, and she's saying, I just want people to know, bears are not as menacing as they think they are, and she's just like six feet from her, and she says, okay, don't watch, he's going to do a false charge, and she gets the thing to charge at her, and she's unafraid. Just this kind of, you know, little huff. Charges at her and stops, and then backs off. And she says, that's a false charge. She'll do that over and over again. It's a black bear. And uh, she gets the thing to see. Maybe I'll give him to do it again. He gets to do it again. And then uh, once she's made her point, she says, now watch. And she just runs at it goes, go, now go. Go, go, go. Bear, and it takes off. So... And I was amazed. I thought it was the bravest thing I'd ever seen in my life. And uh, I posted it on Facebook, and uh, everybody who knows what they're talking about jumps in, because I don't know. 
and Roger is like, she's in danger. She could have got her face eaten. She's endangering herself because he lives like where there's bears everywhere, you know, and he knows um, can't predict wild animals. And that sounds rings logical to me. Maybe bears don't kill everyone all the time, but you know, doing that uh, probably be better not to actually challenge the thing. But I don't know. I don't want to give any advice about it because I know nothing. And uh, it's always, as you know, one of those things, childhood fear in the back of my mind that I'm going to square off with one. But uh, standing around is probably important if it does attack. Um, but, but not when you, it just wants you to go away, you know. Just go away, back off, I think. That's my logical point. Um, so I'll put the link on that because you won't believe it. I've been uh, cruising through Reddit a lot in, uh, because what I've noticed is when I've been trying to do my blog, I do it, uh, I load it up with posts and it posts automatically twice a day. Um, and it's at uh, spoonful of weather, what L, spoonful of weather at, uh, I don't know, it's, tum it's a Tumblr thing. So how can you do Tumblr? I'll put that in the, in the show notes. If you want to look at it, you can't comment or anything, but it's still cool. It's always so twice a day you get a, a creative post. So, in my quest to put cool, up to the date, current stuff, I'm finding all the similar blogs as mine are all kind of stealing from each other. And I kind of want to be, and that's cool, but I want to have something no one's seen before. And so, it looks like Reddit is one of those things, one of those places where. It's an unpleasant place to go because it's not a pretty website. And so I think, you know, lazy people don't bother to go through it. But if you do, you'll find things you've never seen before. Or it's the first time something's been seen is on Reddit. Um, which I don't know how, but it's tied to Imgur. Imgur. And, uh, anyway, I don't know why I mentioned it other than to say it made me want to be a Redditor. As in, post something that goes wildly viral. It's apparently Redditors. Because uh, you'll see every once in a while, someone will just put a sentence in there. And it gets upvoted to the point where we're going, Whoa, wow, whoa, I didn't know it was going to look so crazy. Whoops, kind of cool. Oh, got to take a picture of these trilliums. Somebody's, somebody's got a fire going probably that house behind me. There's a house on the border of the forest here. Oh, there's no better smell. Let me just try to picture it. I don't know, light a stick on fire and, just, and listen to the sounds of the trees. So awesome. Why is that so nice? It's just burnt wood. Why do people love that so much? It must be in our bones. And eons ago when we gathered around the fire and Copulated. <laughs> I have to say, I'm in a pretty good mood. I, I I have to keep repeating this to myself because whenever I'm kind of like, uh, you know, come out here and I'm on top of the world. So, oh, you know what? This is something interesting. Uh, you know, thinking about real milk toast. So, I uh, for those times where I am at home and bored, but I want to talk to somebody. 
I've logged into this site, I think it's called Seven Cups of Tea. And uh, you have to uh, pass a little test to be able to be a listener. So it's kind of like online psychologists, but they're not. You know, they're just people listening and giving advice. Or actually not, I learned that's sort of something that's not supposed to be. So I'm, I'm one of the listeners, which means there's people with trouble, and you can pick what kind of troubles you uh, are capable of helping with. And, you know, I put, uh, I kept mine pretty narrow because I know nothing except for common sense things. So, you know, I'm, I'm willing to chat and help about relationships, anxiety, stress, those kinds of things. And I'm finding it very, very, well, first of all, scary in a couple of areas, but uh, satisfying because you're actually able to help, honest to goodness, help people who are in some kind of pain. And, uh, you know, often they're younger, sometimes not. I talked to a, about a 30-year-old woman who, you know, her, she's, she's one of those people that... Uh, has um, uh, complete dependency on the internet for her social needs. And, you know, she's got herself all worked up because of some online person. And um, I didn't have much advice to give her than to just listen. Uh, and I understand it. Um, uh, and another person, that, so that was just a kind of a pleasant, I felt like I was at least providing it here. And then another one person that came on, and what I noticed is as you get more, I've only been doing it for a couple of weeks, only like four times have I logged on, even three times. But I noticed you get, um, as you prove to them that you're serious, you get um, what kind of merit increases. So give you, I don't know exactly what it is, but somehow people know you're either older or, you know, that you're, there's some kind of rating system where people know you're better than. Some you know, kid just going on there to rouse people. Um, and uh, so anyway, somebody individually called me out to chat with me. And so I'm, hi, I'm Dave, what's up? And there's somebody who was deathly ill. And her story was, uh, you know, horrible. She uh, went to the doctor one day because of some kind of pains. And uh, the doctor gave her some kind of misdiagnosis that resulted in this that and the other and now she's almost you know debilitated at home and feels like she's dying and <laughs> and this of course is not what I signed up for um, but if I, I tried to help because you know, I know nothing about that so I'm saying things like because he was just very angry angry at her doctor angry at herself angry grieving and she kept saying grieving grieving I'm grieving for my lost uh, health I'm grieving and I'm angry and, and she's a bit snappy and, and so I kept trying to you know I, at several points I was thinking okay I should just pass this off to somebody that knows what they're doing um, you know you're supposed to uh, if you feel like you're just not contributing you're supposed to recommend you know other help but I kept trying to cheer her up and, and, I, and I didn't know what else to say other than maybe grieving isn't the great thing to do. Maybe that's a vicious circle. And, uh, you know, and I think I said, you know, grieving is a shitty emotion. And she got really hurt. I wouldn't say hurt. She got angry at me 
for belittling her feelings. And I thought immediately, I'm way over my head. I don't know what I'm talking about here. I should just back out. I did try to fix it. I said, well, I'm only trying to suggest focusing on the positive. Maybe there are ways to be happy no matter what. You know, if you're here now, be happy now. This is, if it's possible, why not try? And but no, she just wanted to be miserable. And I can't blame her if you're dying, or at least if you think you're dying. That's a miserable thing, and uh, who might have give advice, but that's what I was there for. And uh, she did seek me out for some reason. And she eventually got angry enough to call me an ass, and so I don't know what I did to, to get her that angry, but, you know, maybe, maybe I'm not as uh, kind as I should be, I don't know. I did try, I really did. Um, but I'll do it again. I, I think, you know, for young kids or whoever, it doesn't have to be young kids. It just seems like there's a lot of younger kids on there with relationship problems. Um, it feels good to give them some, um, a listen. You know, you're, I'm, you're really supposed to not give advice. And that's fascinating because, especially with someone younger, some 20-year-old kid whose girlfriend is, you know, dumped him over and over again and he's still chasing her and you're just you know that the advice he needs to hear is walk away have some walk away with some uh, some honor and some you know some um, believe in yourself a little bit you know obvious advice but you're not supposed to but I kept you know I, I can't help it dump her <laughs> But, but it's actually a really good, it's a really, really good exercise in self-restraint, which is something I am always focusing on personally. Um, trying not to fire one off when your every fiber of your being is trying to tell you to fire one off, you know, don't. And that's, that's a skill. And it's an elegant skill, you know. It's, it's, a, it's a skill that people you admire have got down, you know. Um not having a temper tantrum, um, not making someone feel bad because it makes you feel good. This uh, seven cups of tea is a, is a good, helping others is a good way to help yourself a little bit. But anyway, I don't know how I got into that. Maybe you'd like to try it out. I'm sure it's at sevencupsoftea.com or something. You'll find it. I probably blathered long enough, haven't I? I'm only about halfway through my walk, though. We'll, uh, we'll explore a little more, and maybe I'll come back and chat one more time. Hmm. So I just finished my picnic. Overlooking, there's a metal rail here. It's no place to sit, but it's a nice place to lean and look at the beautiful hill of uh, birch trees. There's no leaves on any of them yet. It was a really nice break, except I'm really thirsty because my water is still a block of ice. So I had a few drips. <laughs> There's a house across the on the hillside that's so obscured by trees, it's almost like a ghost house. Pretty cool. Took a picture of that. But I think it was a good day. It was a, it was a little bit hot, and I'm glad this is a short trail. It's probably only an hour and a half total. Um, that's okay. It's a good start to the season. I haven't got out a lot, and uh, I don't want to kill myself. So, it was good. I hope you get out too. Because there's nothing like it. Such a great head flush. 
So until next time. Oh, oh how are you? Nice day. Anyway, we'll see you next week. Love you. Bye-bye.